Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Bad boys for life, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Great start to qualification for England, Wales and Northern Ireland. Mick McCarthy hated Ireland's Gibraltese experience. And elsewhere, Sardar Berahino has helped to make history. Just got that one in, didn't I? Yeah. E- e- Under the line. Easy. Donny, Donny. Easy. 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 It'd be quite confusing if someone's listening to this on Tuesday morning in England of lost, <laughs> lost. Yeah. 2 1 in Montenegro. Mm. Yeah. We were recording before the Montenegrian experience. As we were also recording very much before Scotland's game <laughs> on Thursday night. We were, and before uh, Solomon Rondon scored against Argentina. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of finish. <laughs> That's that, why that, international that, football is so exciting. Do you know what? There'll be people around the world who watch that, the game that happened in Madrid, mm. when Rondon, the way he took that ball, great pass, the way he took mm. that ball down and rifled past, breaking the deadlock, Beating that Argentine defence, and people go, that looks like a Newcastle United striker. Well, it happened in the same week. Are you trying to curry my favour, Marcus? Are you trying to cheer me? It happened in the same (laughs) week, Pete, that Mike Ashley was apparently, according to reports up in the North East, refusing to make the deal for Rondon permanent. 
Nice, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he goes and does that, and you think, mm. <laughs> all right, no better than we've uh, already, already got exactly. in the future. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. is this the first time that in an international wow. qualifying um, cycle mm-hmm. that a team like England has played a 11 of actual slugs? I, I think... Uh, no, because you remember the, the victories against the likes of San Marino. and Yeah, but and Czech, Czech Republic promised much. Yeah, they did. Second Indeed. best team in the group, apparently. In the same way with Jim Campbell, he said he was going to turn up today. He's not here. Yeah, you cried know, often. Another slug. It's because of his Scotland I think that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> he, does, he's, he needs to face the music and say that Kazakhstan, it was a gimme. Well... Wasn't. I didn't watch the Kazakhstan game, but I did watch the San Marino game, and I feel more hurt by the San Marino game. Oh, the San Marino game. The San Marino game was one of those games that we have to watch a lot of football doing this job, and we don't apologise. You know, we don't. We don't need any apology for that. It's a great job to have. But that was a game that tested me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be honest. That's a game where I had to put my phone on Do Not Disturb, (laughs) so I wasn't distracted. So I had to really focus on it because there was nothing there for me to be honest. Well done. Well done. Do you remember when England played Andorra in Spain in Barcelona? Yes. And England won 3 0. I think it was 0 0, was it at half time? Yeah. Of course, you remember that uh, kick started the ramble, essentially. Mm. David Nugent scoring. Yeah. But the England fans were fuming. Yeah. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> but do you know what, though? I, we'll start with, with Group A with England 5, Czech Republic 0. Uh, I was at Wembley on the Friday night, and uh, quite disgracefully, I didn't have a meal prepared for me beforehand. No. no I was in kettle class, which is that's an absolute disgrace for my <laughs> kettle money. Kettle class or yeah. kettle class? Kettle class. Uh, yeah. Kettle chip class. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly above. Yeah. Uh, and how did, you, how did you find yourself, um, did you successfully ingratiate with normal people or not? Do you know what? I'm very hungry. With that. Yeah, I bet you were. Thought, well, yeah. who's getting me my dinner? Yeah. <laughs> um, how much? Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, do you know, it was just bloody lovely. Mm. And, and, and what was so nice about it, watching this young England side, is I, c- I can remember, you know, say 10 years ago, perhaps longer, maybe even maybe even five or six years ago when you'd see a young player come in. I think it may have been Ross Barkley who played very well. It may have been his debut. I can't remember who it was. It was a friendly against Germany. And Germany won 1-0. And young player came on. Could have been Barkley. Forgive me if that's wrong. And, and being with England fans and nothing was happening. It mm. was a Germany B side that beat an England A side that night. And I think whoever it was tried to st- just tried something because nothing was happening and just got tackled by a very experienced defender. Like really angry. Mm. Yeah. And that's just not conducive. Oh, don't try that again, you fucking giraffe. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And and the atmosphere look like I say, I could only say from where I was sitting, but certainly the general vibe around the stadium was one of of support, one of it's great to see this England team. Obviously it helps winning games. Yeah. Don't mm. get me wrong, if England was but still England's like, record and qualification is very good. It is. So people who have gone to Wembley, given that we haven't had a tournament in England for a long time, people go to Wembley more often than not will mm-hmm. see England win games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I just to, to to carry on that point about the young players, Southgate, the way young players talk about Raheem Sterling is if he's 30 and he's got 80 odd caps yeah he's still what, what is he 24, 24 I think yeah 24 yeah. and Southgate's been full of praise of Sterling obviously scored a hat trick and what a way to complete the hat trick as well yeah does that count as a perfect he can't even do that right. off his head? can't even do that right <laughs> can he <laughs> well Raheem Sterling's not going to score a header so I think he hit it off the head was it the head of I saw, I saw, I saw a great um, parody headline from someone like you know mocking what the Sun and the tabloids have done with Raheem over the last year and it said um, 
It said something like, "Oh, that's um, right, Jamaican e- ball." Evil, evil Raheem uh, makes off with with match ball. Yeah. <laughs> Steals ball while, you know while our brave soldiers have to play football in the streets without one. Or yeah, like I, I, I got it somewhere. But yeah. yeah, sort of Jamaican-born Raheem Sterling steals match ball, earning a staggering eight hundred grand a week yeah. while British soldiers are on our streets without football. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, and, and and Raheem is Raheem Sterling is 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 indicative and sort of really look this what um our friend James Horncastle will call the bandiera of uh, mm. of, of this England team because he's. He's, he he's, gives us so much. He's everything that that we want this new team to be, and he's everything that um, that, that excites fans. And 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 Gareth Southgate deserves a huge amount of credit for it. So almost like fostering this environment yeah. where these players. He, he, he I know it's I know Czech Republic aren't brilliant, and I do think teams struggle coming to Wembley because of the history and all the rest of it. But we had a bit of um, a scratch centre back pairing, mm-hmm. and we had. Um, uh, a holding midfield, one of our holding midfield players go off injured after 10 or 15 minutes, which I think helped us, but that's another story. I agree. But at the same time, he's fostered this environment where we've got probably four players there in Ali, Sterling, Kane and Sancho, four players on the night anyway, that will try things mm-hmm. and, and it will seem, and it won't seem um, negative and people won't get frustrated or annoyed if they don't come off because they understand that now we, we've got a team who can balance both defending and, and going forward. Yeah, and, and I mean, hudson Adore coming on for the last 20 minutes looked lively. I know it's easy when they're Four nil up, or you know what? I think yeah. they were four nil up. Um, but the youngest player to make his debut for England in a competitive match, eighteen years and one hundred thirty-five days, and it was the first time in one hundred thirty-eight years that England featured two players aged eighteen or younger in an international match. Which, of course, was Sancho and Hudson Odoi. Last time was in February eighteen eighty-one. How we remember? Yeah, when and it was, Thurston, um, Rostron, and Jimmy Brown. Actually, I actually, when you put that in the running order for us to check, I also, I, I looked at um, Thurston Rostron because I just loved his name. Oh yeah. Tragically died at 28 years old. Oh, did he? Yeah, very, very sad. Very sad story. But obviously a, a contributor to English football. Yeah. Who, very... who, who we never really hear about. Yeah, totally. And and this, I mean, England uh, and their young guns will have a different atmosphere to uh, contend with in Podgorica tonight. Yeah. The, the, the stadium, you know. I mean, Montenegro used to talk years and years ago about Iceland being such a an overachieving side of the population. Montenegro, it's not even a million people there. Mm-hmm. I think they've less than 700,000. Yeah. And, and yet they have a reputation. I mean, that part of the world has produced some players, for crying out loud. You know, Jovetic is probably going to be injured for the game, which is a great shame for them. But Savic, the Atleti defender, is probably going to be fit at the time of recording. We don't know. Uh, but England have played, what, twice there, I think, and, and, and haven't won. They've drawn both times. Yeah. There's been a few uh, ugly scenes. You know, Joe Hart pelted with all sorts of things and uh, one thing and another. So uh, it will be interesting to see how they respond because... I think Joe Hart will be safe tonight. Joe, he should be. Yeah. He should be. <laughs> Stay away, Joe. Yeah. Uh, no, if he, if he wants to support the boys, then come on over. <laughs> um, but... but uh, uh, Carl Walker was there uh, a few years ago. He was the only member of the squad, I think, when they when they drew one all when um, England were qualified uh, previously in, in it for a tournament. And he addressed the players and said, "Look, lads, this is this is what we've got tonight. You know, a Friday night at Wembley when everyone's in a good mood and when it's going well is one thing, but this may be the likes that that some of the young players perhaps haven't seen before." Sure, but the thing is, with with England at the moment in this, in, and and I saw Miguel Delaney write something this week saying that it's. He, he, I, th- I hope I'm not mis- 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 misquoting him, but it was something on the lines of, you know... Declan Rice can go in- himself. In- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> England are at least making a claim for being the second best team in Europe. And France are above mm, yeah. and beyond everyone else. But other than that, I mean, you're looking at England and, and maybe a handful of others and 
and there's yeah, Netherlands are improving, Germany are in a bit of a transition, Italy are you know, up and coming again, and Belgium are obviously very good. Mm-hmm. Spain are, are always going to be decent, but England are making a good a good a good fist of it. And you know, given that a game that we're expected to win at home to the Czech Republic, and you know, we still get like eighty five thousand, or however many people it is there, eighty thousand fans coming to watch the game. The atmosphere is exciting. It's it's just a good thing. And and, and if I was going to criticise Southgate, I would say that. Dyer going off injured mm. really played into England's hands because they didn't need to play Dyer and Henderson. Uh, yeah, I was surprised. I, I, don't, I, I don't think those two players moved the ball quick enough. Mm. And when you're at home to a team that you're expected to beat, I just don't know if you, with that with that formation with so much energy and running and so much pressing, you don't Bar- necessarily Barclay need it. Barkley made a difference. He did. He was. He was. It was. It was I the best was, thing that could have happened. I with, thought with, he was great without being disrespectful to Dyer. It was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Mm. I, was, I, especially because like other teams that you watched um, like Ryan Giggs seems obsessed with bringing in the youngest of the young yeah. uh, but Galatasaray has, has, has a bit more holistic kind of like systemic it's kind of working for him I mean yeah. you know, it's it, worked one, one, it worked yesterday well hang on the last two games two <laughs> clean sheets two wins what more do you want <laughs> yeah but they, they, they had like a pretty patchy record before that haven't they pretty sure, patchy yeah. Marcus but, yeah. um, but wow. shark Marcus England, England has a bit of <laughs> Pete have a go at him Pete have a swear at him got a bad neck Piss. There um, we go. England of uh, Pete thinks you're a, a fucking rotter. Holistic, uh, holistic kind of systemic kind of approach. Go on, say today, another swear word. Go on. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand why uh, Dyer started. I think that was a weird. Um, Especially as he's, he's been out of out. I mean, he's not played normal. I know he's recovered now, mm. but he's had uh, appendicitis and tonsillitis, so he's been out a fair amount. It's only going to slow down a fairly. A slow yeah. player, anyway, isn't it? Really, it may, it may, it may well be that um, Southgate's just trying things out because they, they've not been in this four-three-three formation for long, have they? It's just, mm-hmm. This is like a new thing. They played obviously four-one-three-two or whatever it was before that uh, in 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 the World Cup. Not so, three-five-two. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah sorry, three-one-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well, maybe he saw when he was doing his research on Czech Republic. Maybe he saw something in them and he thought well, they might give us a few problems. Yeah, clearly didn't happen. It was a moment. A few minutes, five, ten minutes in at the start of the second half, where yeah. had they have scored? But I mean, I think England were always always good enough. But, um, but just very quickly yeah. on the Montenegro thing that you said, um, it's true what you said about them missing a couple of players. But if you look, England have got up to I think nine players out. There, there are players yeah. that would be considered as at least part of the squad um, who aren't who aren't going to make it. So Luke Shaw, John Stones, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Fabian Delft, Trent Alexander Arnold, Marcus Rashford, Eric Dyer, and possibly Sancho and Ali, who are listed as doubtful. Um, I mean, that's a huge amount of players out. Sure, but for a country with what fifty-eight million compared to a country with six hundred and fifty thousand yeah. or something yeah. like that, you know, I mean, they're, they're, their injuries, you know, Jovetic being out is is a big one. And they have a couple of players who play in Serie A. You know, uh, Marusic uh, plays for Lazio. You know, so they are no mugs, Montenegro. Yeah. Quite quite clearly, they were unlucky not to beat Bulgaria. They drew one all in their first uh, qualifying game. But you know, if you if you want if it's if it's an intimidating atmosphere, you want a bit of steel, Harry Maguire. Yes, oh, that was great. Could get sent off in the first ten. That was great. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was completely needless Points when England had the game already won. But I, 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 I do like the idea that Harry Maguire is not going to be taken for an absolute mug. And he, he even Instagrammed it after. Matt Vidra. Yeah, you silly boy. Yeah, I, um, I, I would not have done that. The thing is, that's going to come back to haunt him. I don't know how or when. This is the kind of story that like we we obviously love in the media, right? Course, but yeah. it is. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but if you're Someone who's going to say that kind of thing. For those who didn't see it, Matteo Vidra, the Burnley forward, said that Harry Maguire is the weak link in the team. And he, but he was sent off after four minutes against Vidra's sure, Burnley sure. side. But 
Vidra didn't even start the game. So <laughs> it's not as though Vidra is like their star player. Yeah. You know, so I don't understand why he would make that kind of comment. It'd be better off just to keep quiet, wouldn't yeah. it? But I mean, yeah. the, the, he got it, completely cleaned out. Instagram anyway. post that yeah. we're mentioning there is worth seeing on uh, which Harry Maguire posted. Ben Chilwell posted a photo of him on the unicorn in the swimming pool. I wanted it. I wanted a unicorn. Is that just a permanent resident? Have they got loads of them? Is there just one of so, them? I think it should be just the one. My understanding is that like they do like a cool down session in the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, and, um, That's when the unicorn They have these out. kind of races on unicorns and that kind of pool, pool inflatables, basically. I don't know what the special significance of the unicorn is other than that it looks amazing. Because they didn't... <laughs> I mean, presumably that unicorn was on carry-on or in, in their luggage when they went away, so... It yeah, looked... but, but it deflates, mate. Yeah, but... I know. <laughs> I know I'm, just, I'm just saying that it's just don't a weird get... thing to carry. Yeah, true. Like yeah. carrying a sex doll through yeah. an airport, isn't it? Well, no, you, please um, continue. And how do you do that? <laughs> Is that, is that Which partridge? airport specific? Is that a partridge bell? That's what it's like calling someone in the Philippines on uh, Skype uh, or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was doing CPR on the sex though, wasn't he, as well? Yeah. Oh, dearie me. But what about that first England goal? <laughs> what about that own goal? 20, oh, the own glow. Thomas, oh, it was an own glow. Tom, it wasn't very much Thomas an own goal. It was, yeah. it was, he picked a spot beautifully. Uh-huh. Seen him play for Fulham. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, um, he's on loan at Bristol City from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one of Chelsea's uh, five million. He is, yeah. Blimey. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it, the, the occasion got to him there. It was kind of like, I could clear it. Oh, there's a man behind me. It's in the net. It came yeah. to him quite quickly, but it there's did. no reason a professional footballer should be taking was, that kind yeah. of heavy touch. That first yeah. England goal, 25 pass move involving 10 England players. I mean, future. that is. It's the future. I mean, come on. Hey. It's the future. <laughs> what about that? What do you think of Jaden Sancho, though? Much Very good. Made about him. Very good. I think. Um, good to get an assist. Absolutely. Mm, perhaps uh, could have scored, but. He, you know. sh- he probably should have scored, yeah. actually. But um, I thought he was excellent. And I think, I think you know. When you can, if you can get those, if you can get Sterling, I know Sterling and Kane have played together a decent amount for England. But if you if they settle in that formation and play Sterling, Kane, and you've got Sancho or Rashford, uh-huh. um, if they can get an understanding, I mean, I don't want to go over the top because people who listen to this show who aren't English will always like laugh at us for going over the top about England. Which, well, we're not going over the top. No, well, let me finish. Okay, uh, England well, will win. If that doesn't <laughs> no, no. But my, my, if we I, don't clean up for the next yeah. ten years, no, but it's it's a frightening front three. It is. It's a front three that if you were if you transpose that across to another nation and you had to play them in a knockout game or a tournament, you'd be thinking shit. Yeah. Because you would. It, and, I, and my mind goes back to, um, and you'll better help me out on this, Marcus, because your memory is much better than mine. 1990? No, not that far. <laughs> you had 2010 when England played Germany in the second round. Uh-huh. They just, I just remember that yeah. thinking they've got players who are just fucking, are frightening. Yes. They've got frightening players. And all we've really got is this weird formation where we play Rooney up front on his mm. own. And even though he's not supposed to be up front on his own, he ends up so isolated. And, and that's basically it. Other than that, we're hoping for Frank Lampard or Steven Gerrard to score one from outside the area. And yeah. that's our plan, uh-huh. right? But but we've it's almost Gareth like, Barry got injured and we were like oh no oh god yeah yeah <laughs> but now it's almost like we've got weapons we've got players yeah, who can and yeah. even someone like Barkley who can pick up the ball in the half weapons turn. from the bench as well yes I know Barkley's inconsistent but he can he can be I a love real Barkley asset. on the turn I think he's I think he's an excellent player to that, almost like a sort of a three hundred and sixty degree footballer if you know what I mean by that gets on the turn and, and can drive and, and and provides a lot of thrust and a he's bit a of spherical footballer well he is in England don't indeed <laughs> he is um, England don't have too many conventionally creative midfielders you'd say he was a bit more I know Winks can pick a pass and he's not in the well, side we've still got Winks to come actually I didn't mention Winks and I yeah. actually really rate Winks I, th- I think in, in possession he's fantastic mm. and he's just what you need in international football but I'll tell you why because and I don't want to I don't want to sort of bring him on too, too quickly or to try and make him sound better than he is but he's an improving player and he's brilliant I've always seen I've always thought he's been great whenever I've seen him play and he's key because if you go up 2-0 against a team in a knockout stage of a tournament, say in the Nations League, right? Yeah. Or we play when we play Holland or or next or the summer after this one when we go to, to the Euros. If we're 2-0 up in a knockout game, I mean, 
Winks is exactly the kind of player you want because he, I, I think he's better in tighter areas than mm-hmm. Dyer mm-hmm. and Henderson. I think he can recycle <coughs> possession in almost like a Carrick kind of way. Now, I don't think he's as good as Carrick at, at his peak yet, but he's, he's just he's just simple and, and he's a kind of player that other top nations really respect because yeah. they think we need that kind of player. Uh-huh. And if we can if we can find a way to infiltrate him into the squad and use him effectively as well. I mean, it's get, it just gets better and better but for the, England. But the two players you're talking about there, Barkley Wings, both started in that game against Spain away mm. when England won 3-2. Exactly. Uh, and I think Barkley was certainly heavily involved in, in at least one of the goals and Wings played pretty well. Mm. But what I like about Barkley and that front three you say is that they stretch the play and England, when you've got pace, which England do, it's always going to be a problem. It's mm. always a problem, doesn't matter who you play. Teams can deal with it, you know, it's not some sort of ace card. Well, I, as is... I said before, like I thought that they were going to d- defend a lot deeper, but they just didn't seem... In- well, I was surprised, They look very sluggish at the back. I was surprised, actually, and it will be <clears> see, interesting how Montenegro set up tonight, because I think if people do play a deep line and really try and bolt the door, how will England respond? But if England, you, if you're going to stretch the play, with the thing is with, 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 say, Sterling and Rashford, say, take them, um, what is great about them is they can go inside. They're not just conventional wingers. Uh, they can yeah. get out wide. They can get some chalk on their boots, or they can come in a bit further. But if you stretch the play, it's actually up a titanium game. pigment now, mate. Is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a bit old-fashioned oh. with my uh, <laughs> titanium you know, in your mouth. Yeah, yeah no. Still, still call the gold post the woodwork. You know, yeah, that kind yeah. Of, uh, oh, I respect that. <laughs> but but that's why someone like Barkley is crucial because it just it would in theory, give him um, a bit more room to breathe. And, and I would, wouldn't mind him to start tonight, to be perfectly honest, against Montenegro. But, but also, um, the key to breaking down teams who make it difficult, which I agree with Pete, Czech Republic didn't really do, if they do do that tonight, the key is to move the ball quickly. Yeah, of absolutely. course it is to take up different positions and, mm. and make the sort of defenders guess a bit or, or not know who's picking up who. But you've got to move the ball quick. Well, and I think and England's tempo has been a problem for them yes. over the last generation or so. Which is why that first goal against Czech Republic is encouraging. Yeah, and 100%. I think that's it. That, that, that to me is England's test in this group, is, is, is how can you break break teams down that are going to sit back and shut up shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the, the defender, the, if Savage plays, you know, that's an experienced defender who plays for Atletico Madrid, marshal that defence and, and whatnot. Mm. Then, it's, yeah. then it's not tempo, it's all about rhythm. And yeah. Getting in amongst get rhythm them. What I'm saying is we've got an embarrassment of riches and we should separate it into two England sides. Yes, and, and, I agree. And two into competition. What would you call the second team? England 2. Eng- just England 2. England 2.0. England did a redux. I thought, I thought you were going to say, what would you call the second side? You're going to be disrespectful to say Scotland. Yeah. Ah, no, they're fifth at line, at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Well, let's have a quick ad break, and after which we will talk about Scotland and some of the other nations. See you in a minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It comes out of his goal and takes a look at the cat. The cat looks at Pickford. Clean sheet for that man, of course. Yes. Geordie Pickford. Clean, Welcome back. Clean literature. Cat or no cat. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football it was, Ramble. It was a perfect performance. Indeed it was. Now then, it's time for emails with the Bulgarian national coach, P.E.D. <laughs> hello to, uh, hello to uh, Tamus. Tamus. Beautiful name. Canberra, uh, Australia. Quick note, thanks for the strong chat in your Rice Rice Baby pod, which got me through a wife arranged. You're 37 with three kids, so it's snip time for vasectomy on Friday with only <laughs> a couple of tall curling winces. I believe they tie it now, Pete. What, the knob? Yeah, so it can so be, un- reversed, be undone, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Can't they just um, cauterise it? <laughs> they, when they you put, need a piss, they put a knot in your actual <laughs> penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Because the uh, it just goes in the in the um uh, I don't want to get too medical, but it just goes into <laughs> no, the scrotal sack. Get, get as medical as you can. I don't think the you the can. semen just goes into your scrotal sack and just you know just builds up. D- well, it just gets reabsorbed by the body, which is fascinating. All right. Well, can we you go somewhere? I mean, show at thefootballramble.com if you're a medical professional and you need to disavow Pete of that notion. Right, cool. That should not be taken as a medical fact by anyone listening. Yeah. As the syringe went in, the nurse chuckled condescendingly oh. and the doctor waved his scissors in my face. I put my earphones on, lay back and thought of England. Ah, oh, good man. <laughs> good man. Thank you very much. Grateful for the distraction. It meant, it meant more to uh, you. I meant more than you want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Newly uh, neuted yours. I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, hello, lads. Uh, Steve Bull told a story about Gaza when he was in the England team for Italian 90, which I thought you'd like. Um, the rare mention of Steve Bull yeah. on the podcast. Welcome, though. Uh, during the players' time off between matches, they would often get bored, so the gaffer would organise a race day where they'd pull a videotape of a random horse race from a random country, uh, and they were yeah. bet on it. Oh, I've Gary, heard about teams doing I'd, this. I'd, I'd not heard this story, though. Gary Nicker and Peter Shilton were the bookies, so they would bet against the others. Nobody won anything until the last race. Before before the race starts, Gaza tells him to put the money on a horse called uh, Paul's Destiny, which is at 20 to 1. It was a stitch-up. When the race starts, like uh, the old uh, operation, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Gaza, Gaza is already jumping up and down on the sofa shouting. The horse starts badly, but yeah, then ends yeah. up coming from, up from behind to win the race by the snout. Everyone in the room, apart from Lineker and Schultz, are now celebrating calling Gaza a legend. The next day, Gaza tells everyone uh, that they have to give uh, the, them, two, them two of the money back because he'd watched the video the night before. Yeah. yeah. It sneaked in. Good lad. Like the lottery results, people. That. that was uh, a, a Steve Bull. What what Steve an English Bull. footballer. That yeah. was, you know. uh, we've got an email from Anonymous. They actually sent a, a, they actually put their name on and then later well, the on group. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Why, why yes. are we getting targeted? Don't read that out. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a few demands. We're the least of their worries. No wonder the cameras aren't working. <laughs> <laughs> Can they fix their iPad? Get that. <laughs> <laughs> Does Anonymous have access to Bluetooth technology that works? <laughs> yeah. Anonymous, um, love the show. I uh, just want to correct you on something. Oh. I think it's important to give your listeners the correct information rather than wild speculation. On the rice... Wow, it's not right. Is this about the vasectomy? <laughs> <laughs> <On the laughs> very quick. This is Anonymous. I know, right? <laughs> on the Rice Young Player Award bit you 
were just talking about on yesterday's show. Luke was saying he'd heard Delaney just uh, decided to give it to Rice. I can categorically tell you that that's completely untrue. Yeah, that A panel is... of both print and digital dirt journalists have convened every year and cast their votes on both Senior and Young Player of the Year. This was done in November 2018. At that time, they all d- uh, agreed that uh, Declan Rice was by far away the best young player uh, that year for Ireland, despite knowing the possibility he would finally declare for England in the future. The criteria was the best young player to play either for the Republic of Ireland in 2018. Uh, I know this as I work in Off the Ball with one of the members on that panel. Uh, it only got unembargoed two weeks ago. The stupid bit from the FAI is that they give these awards out in March the following year, leading to where we are now. Oh, uh, yeah. So there we yeah, go. No, Luke I, was saying I, literally wild speculation. Yeah, I apologise for that. Um, I, I was told that, and because it involved John Delaney, I just immediately didn't question I was going to say. That, that's on me. Um, <laughs> don't Please do not forensically get into all the things I say, because I mean, we might be here a long time every <laughs> no. week. But can I just say, because you know... Um, John Delaney uh, has stepped down now as yeah. CEO of the FAI. Yeah. And he's he's taking <laughs> it's literally <laughs> someone else taking the role. And um and people Is it Don Delaney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not Homer Simpson puts that monocle and that top hat on. But um and he's he's taken up another job. And I, I read the statement that said he was he's been leaving his post, and I thought, oh, people will be happy with that because obviously he wasn't very popular. Um, and I saw a little sentence towards the end of the statement, mm-hmm. which, Marcus, you will agree is the dictionary <laughs> definition of a lovely old job. <laughs> the FAI said Mr. Delaney would take up a new role in the association's executive pro- as, the ex- as the association's executive fi- vice president yeah. with responsibility for UEFA and FIFA matters. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Oh, don't worry about that rubbish. I'm going straight over to Switzerland. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. That's what you said or Jim said on the last podcast was surely he's passing every test to become a FIFA delegate well oh, listen the next step has been taken <laughs> <laughs> Roy said it's blatteresque on, on, oh, on the emails man. he also pointed out something I didn't actually know that um, the National League of Ireland win the winners get 110k and his actual salary is 380k which is yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> real wonderful. Fucking. Really supporting the sport, as you, as you said, Peter. He's he's uh, gone down a snake and he's gone up a ladder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he's got both shoes off when he, when he turns up at FIFA. Yeah. Uh, five now, uh, Richard just wants to say thank you um, for the podcast uh, simply because he uh, he has recently discovered the Football Ramble uh, podcast. He works in Peru. An ex-colleague oh. introduced him to uh, our podcast after listening to another podcast. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and he just wants to shout out his ex-colleague and introduced uh, him to the Ramble. Uh, and unfortunately, um, since this guy's left, he's broke his Football Ramble mug. Oh, oh, what? Did we give? Did we sell mugs for a while? I think I we sell them on the we... Facebook page. Oh, do we? Right, okay. Yeah, you should, people should go and buy one. I've got it's one at home. Actually, no, I haven't because I gave it to my mum and dad. They want one. It. Or I hear in Peruvian markets they sell knockoff ones. Yeah. <laughs> made, of, <laughs> made of alpaca wool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show at the if you want to yeah. get involved and say hello. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the, the Football Ramble is a broad church. We've got people discovering the, the Ramble for the very first time. It's great. Yeah. It's encouraging. Lovely. Oh, lovely old job. Did you make that email up? Yeah. <laughs> Richard in Peru. Nobody will check that. Isn't that your breakbeat DJ name? <laughs> he, he removed the words deepest, darkest before yeah. because it was too obvious. Paddington Bear. Indeed. Group C, Northern Ireland, they've got their two wins. They've yes. got them. Mm. Two wins for the Green and White Army. Uh, they beat Belarus 2-1, a late McGuinness goal, uh, a crucial goal, uh, very much so indeed. And then Bailey Peacock-Farrell made a good save late on to keep the score at 2-1. I was pleased for him because we remember, we've, we always go on about that Bosnia, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina yeah. uh, defeat uh, in in, uh, in Belfast for Northern Ireland, um, where he made a little bit of an error and whatnot. So I was Pleased that um, he was among the heroes in that game, uh, making a, cr- a crucial contribution late on. Got more names than hands. Indeed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh, argue with that. You mm. cannot. Um, Northern Ireland, of course, they beat Estonia 
2-0. So that is what O'Neill wanted. He was desperate for two wins, he said, because otherwise we might as well just forget the thing. And, and they've got him. And bear in mind, before those games, they'd scored three goals in their last eight competitive fixtures. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good going. You have to say it's good going. It is because they they we were used to seeing. Well, we 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 kind of. I mean, Northern Irish people might disagree. From the outside looking in, we kind of got used to them being a team who's who were more than some of their parts who who sort of punched above their weight and all those other sort of cliches. But they did sort of drop off a bit. I mean, the Nations League they were dreadful. Yeah, and and it's good for them to start off with two good wins because they're in a very competitive group. And they're to be honest, and we'll come on to Germany and Netherlands shortly, I'm sure. But we they they need badly for one of them. To, to, to slip up here because yeah. they've got absolutely no chance otherwise sure I mean they probably would have liked to draw but now Germany have won that game they yes. want. They probably guessing would want that Germany. Was, that was an absolute robbery as well by the way did you, <laughs> did you watch that game I saw yeah I mean the, the Dutch came from 2-0 down well, it was incredible. And the Dutch, the Dutch have got their tails up, and obviously when they equalised, they brought out a little celebration or not. Germany, a little bit tail between their legs, relatively speaking, for such a powerhouse, but to nick a winner against their old rivals. 90th minute as well. They will absolutely yeah, yeah. love but, that. But, you know, the first the first half, Germany were, were decent, and, 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 and Holland, or you know, whatever you want to call them these days, Netherlands, mm-hmm. Netherlands <laughs> didn't really do an awful lot. And then Koeman changed it at half-time. Oh, he will do. He brought Bergwijn on for, um, who did he bring him on for? I can't remember now. He brought him on. He brought him for Barbel, I think. He that, brought him for Barbel. He changed the shape. Barbel missed a couple of chances. Exactly. On, yeah. But he changed the shape, and all of a sudden they flew out the blocks and they were pressing, pressing, pressing. I think Cumin was looking at the list and he was like, "We got a Fulham player in there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, but they, they completely dominated the second half, and they were pushing and pushing. And I think they thought when they brought it back to two all, oh, there was they thought this is here for us to take. Absolutely. Now. And then, and then Germany got the other end of the final minute and scored. Well, I tell you <laughs> something: the old adage of never write off the Germans, yeah. apart from at Russia 2018. Yeah. Um, what did Gary Lineker say? Football is a game played between two teams yeah. and eleven players. At the end, of Germans win. Yeah. Well, they're getting that little bit back, aren't they? Because that was uh, sort of classic but German stuff. Do, do you know what? And and this may sound obvious, so forgive me, but I want to put it out there. We we've seen Netherlands be um been been poor, and they've and they've struggled in in various qualification. Koeman's got them going. Though. Yeah, he has. And the Nations League, they've been resurgent. What a group to come through, Germany and France. I know, Poor. but. Look at the players they've got now. The spine of their team is decent. I mean, De Ligt and, and Van Dijk at the God, back. Blimey, yeah. They've got um, Frank and De Jong, who's mm. one of the world's most expensive players now. Wijnaldum was having a great season. They've got Memphis Depay, who's probably better for Netherlands than he is for Lyon. performs for Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and they've got options. You know, They've got players, who, experienced players who can come on if they need them. Um, so it'd be an interesting and, game and when England play got, them. They've also months. got the Rune who used to play for Middlesbrough. There we are. You see yeah. <laughs> so, a bit of northeast connection there for you. Yeah. Um, so, but Northern Ireland top the group. They top the group. And that's all you can ask for, right? Yeah, well, that's it. It's such a perfect start for them. Mm. Six points, because had it have been four, had Belarus have scored late on, it just takes the shine off it, and you think, oh, blimey. Two wins, you never know. You get a a fortunate result here or there. Other results go your way. I mean, they would. I'm guessing they'd probably want Germany to go on and just win the group now, because they've got that that win in, in the Netherlands. You know, Germany's hardest yeah. game is out of the way. and they've, they've So Northern Ireland go to Estonia in June, and then after that, they play um, Germany at home and... and uh, no, no, I think they've got... Um, they would have Belarus and Estonia away because they play those four Oh, games. is that right? Because okay. they're running oh, as a course, bit of a, yeah, yeah. So a real bastard. Estonia and Belarus end. away. Then they, then they go after that, they go play Germany at home and... And, and then, they've got German Netherlands yeah. twice uh, home and away. Uh, okay. So, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, if they have 12 points go going into, into those, those last four games, we, we shall see. Yeah. Um, but... You know, a lot of football to be played. Yeah. Uh, Group E, Wales. They got that 1-0 win against Slovakia, Pete Donaldson, eh? Big win for the Welsh. Absolutely whipped. I didn't think there was a shot on, to be honest. It was in the back of the net. That's Daniel James for you. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's Daniel James for you. I was really, I was really pleased for him. <laughs> He's tenacious, isn't he? Well, yeah. is it second second cap, something like second. Uh, it was cap? his first goal for Wales and his first competitive start. Not too shoddy. I know, but the, but the way you know we talk about the power that he has and the mm. pace. Well, the way he latched onto that, buff one nil. Lovely old oh, job. It was, it was a great hit. It was a great goal for them psychologically because it, it came so early on and it and it showed because I, I think that Slovakia were were nervous of Wales's energy and their mm-hmm. pace. They've got a lot of good young players. Of course, they've got Gareth Bale playing as well. And the fact that they scored so early in the way they scored, because Daniel Jones nipped in there. That's right. It made, to me, I watched the game and it made Slovakia look like they were thinking, we God, be... if we make any mistakes, yeah. we're going to be punished. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And that's really psychologically difficult. And I thought it got into the heads of a lot of their mm. players. The guy who played uh, left back, Hansko, mm-hmm. who then missed that chance where he started a complete air yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, He had an absolutely torrid time all game. Yeah. And he's, is he a Fiorentina player? I think he might be on loan somewhere else, but I, 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 he's played I'm at sure a standard. He, I'm sure he played, plays in the Serie A, I think. Yeah. Um, I was very surprised. I was very, very disappointed by Slovakia. I yeah. have to say, I thought well, I think that the you... most settled defender since Martin Dubravka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you, but you're right to say that with, with, with the way Wales started, with the home crowd up, they were, they were you know, yeah. making a lot of noise. But they've got Skriniar at the back, who's a really good, yeah. you know, good player, and they've got um, Hamšík. Of course, I know he's moved to China now, has he? But he's yeah. he's a player of some experience. He, he went in really, really late. I'm a little bit tired of really heavy professional fouls. He went in really late, got a yellow card, like 89th minute or something uh-huh. like that. The, def- uh, the, 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 the guy on the right knew it was going to happen, um, so he you know, protected himself. But when are we going to just sort of... Well, you like, think that just... should be a straight red? Would you like to see that? I would like to see referees having an option to sort of, you know... Well, they've got an option. Get... <laughs> just pull the red card out. Yeah, I know. But like, if it's a professional foul, it's so needless and so kind mm. of like inevitable that we just, we yeah, just accept uh, it as part uh, of the game. It doesn't mind nothing. On, the, on that sort of similar vein, Michael Cox, the uh, tactical guy, as we call him. Zonal his, his full name, Michael Cox, tactical guy. <laughs> he, I'm sure I've seen him argue for, you know, Pete, you know that kind of foul yeah, when a team's uh, on a breakaway yeah. and they just get dragged back yeah. and pulled down. That's an automatic yellow card. Mm. To break up the play. Yeah, yeah he's, I've seen Cox, I think, argue, Cox, argue that, um, <laughs> that he... Um, that he thinks that should be a regular. Yeah, I've, yeah I've heard I, it. I think it should be quite a compelling argument as well. Actually, I, yeah, I think it should be. Um, it would change the game in such a profound and possibly better way. Yeah, it would be hard to inform. You get it wrong a few times, and people would plead wow. innocent. And Same as it ever was, mate. The, the thing is, professional <laughs> fouls are so obvious. And we got VAR now. People can. You know. I I, um, I revert you back to uh, that one time at Old Trafford when Wayne Rooney thought, oh, "I'll do one of those fouls." I'll do one of those. And he went way over the top. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he smashed him on the thigh. Yeah. The referee was like, red card. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, crap. I've got into that. I've, I've, I've not read right the that. manual fully there, have I? <laughs> foul And you wouldn't get that situation where like a, a, a player gets a professional foul to get himself uh, to clean his record yeah. to take the next game off. Yeah, Sergio Ramos. Ramos or Beckham. Yeah. Beckham but, did it, that's right. But I thought Slovakia... Slovakia, Pete, you touched on something there that I completely agree with. Slovakia were really ill-tempered. They were frightened by Wales. They picked up loads of bookings. Um, I've got it in front of me here. I think they, they ended up picking up two, four, six, seven bookings. Well, I wonder it? if... I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked, which is poor of me, but I wonder if Hamsik was on a booking the next day. Maybe well, it was a tactical But one. one of the bookings came after full-time, because I don't know if you guys saw it, but oh, yeah, Slovakia were on the attack. And one of them had a shot and it got deflected out mm. for a corner and the referee just blew up for full time. Well, which, yeah, which, yeah, which I don't yeah. know if you can you do. Can, I think the referee, the referee can blow up whenever. 
But doesn't it have to be in a neutral zone? No, no, I don't think so. Unless okay. they've changed the rules. The last mm. time I read the rules, the referee do does not yeah. have to. The only the only time where... Anyway, they were unhappy about that. They were very unhappy. You wouldn't yeah. be unhappy about you that. You wouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> the, the, only, the only time where... Uh, um, the only moment in the game where time can be added on is if there's a penalty. Right. So if someone is fouled, it's a penalty, and then it's like, bang, that is... The referee deems it full time. You have to take the penalty. That's right, the, okay. That's the only occasion. <laughs> Unless the rules have changed recently. So forgive me if they have. Um, but a spanner has been thrown into the works in Group E. As Hungary beat Croatia 2-1. Mm. And right, this is yeah, a Croatia yeah, yeah. side that included Lovren, Vida, Brozovic, Perisic, Modric, Rakitic, Gramaric, Rebric, Ivanovic. No, he wasn't there. <laughs> he didn't even play for them. Never has. Um, uh, but uh, it, 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 all the itches were there, and uh, <laughs> is what I was trying to say. But there's always going to be twists and turns in these kind of exactly, things, right? Exactly. Interesting. And, and Hungary, not a great side, really. They don't have too many good players. So Wales, nicely placed, having played one game fewer than Slovakia, Hungary and Croatia, and all those sides are on three points. It's a brilliant start for Wales. I know they would have wanted to win the game more than one on the way they started, and, you know, slightly hanging on at the end. Mm. But they got the win. And David Brooks, who's just been named Welsh footballer of the year, also been named Wales Young Player of the Year. Um, he, he looked great as well, very tenacious. And again, looks like you have players coming through for Wales who go, give me the national team jersey. Yeah. And the jersey isn't heavy anymore because yeah. I mean, it's more dynamic. Oh, yeah. But in a more, you know, no, but the atmosphere the sense. stadium was great. Yeah. I mean, I, again, similar vibes to what's happening with England. The co-commentator, I can't, similar remember, vibes. I can't remember who it was, but he said that, you know, this is amazing because I remember... He was presumably a Welsh ex-international, and he said, oh, "I remember playing. There was like four thousand people there. No one really cared. Yeah. And now people are really into it." But David Brooks is really key for Welsh, I think, purely because he's obviously very good, but he's quite versatile. Yeah. So he can play wide, he can play in the hole, he can play a bit deeper, he can play lots of different positions. Like a potato waffle. He is. He's waffly versatile, <laughs> Pete. And um, he goes with bacon, fried eggs, fish fingers. Bacon bits. I've just I mean, got fish that, fingers. I've just got that play on words. Do they mean awfully versatile? Waffly, yeah. Waffly, awfully. My yeah. friends, my friend... Uh, what an ad campaign. I'm having though, a eh? complete idiotic moment. I was like, oh, that's what they mean. My friend uh, Liz thought it was, at the time I remember, she thought it was, we waffle them just for fun. We waffle them just for fun. Yeah. Mm. Which also kind of applies, right? Indeed, anyway, yeah. David Brooks is the potato waffle <laughs> yeah. of Welsh football, and that's important, right? Because he don't always they don't have always have a load of players to call mm. on. Yeah. And I think that's key that he can play fill in wherever he's needed. So good signs for England, good signs for Wales. We move on to Group I, Scotland. Yeah, lost three 0 in Kazakhstan. Of <laughs> can I open with a a quote from assistant coach Peter Grant? Oh, please. People say it's the easiest thing in the world to defend. We proved it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McLeish said after the match that there would be twists and turns and blips along the way. And he's coming for yeah. some criticism. Yeah. Russia went there and won 4 0. Uh, I mean, mo- most of the blips will happen at Scotland. In a Scotland <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine that, though. Well, there, there will be twists and turns. Um, yeah, but can we just stay on the straight and narrow? My, here, my, I, I, I was talking about this off air, but my neck is absolutely killing watching that Scotland match. <laughs> it's just constantly, it's either watching, in the air. You watch on a big screen. <laughs> Do not watch Scotland on a big screen. Games like that. I mean, is, is it the worst? I mean, I'm, I'm, Well, they came roaring back with a 2-0 win against San Marino. Is it, is it the worst result in their history? Could be. I mean, if you look at Kazakhstan's record, it's not great, is it? Well, Kazakhstan are a funny side because I, I remember England went there and I think won 3-0, but it was it was cited as a bit of a tricky one, potentially. It's right. just the travel, isn't it? I think that's why. Yeah, maybe sorry. that's what it was. But, but I, I found the San Marino performance more egregious. I found that more Well, the funny thing is, so boring. They got so... off to such a good start goal early on and you think, right, go and win four or five. Yeah. But it was so tense, well, reasonably tense, and they had to wait to the 74th minute. And I think that's why fans were annoyed. They're sitting there and it's 1-0 and they're thinking... Mm. Come on! Bearing like, in mind the referee wasn't really off. giving San Marino much, I thought that I thought the San Marino could have they could possibly have had a penalty. They could have possibly had a couple of free kicks that they yeah. didn't get. 
But they won 2-0. They did win 2-0. They, win. I mean, they beat a poorer side 2-0. The saddest thing for me... The worst would, side, Marcus. The saddest thing for me would, would be that like Scotland bringing back the big guns for San Marino because mm. like their first game's been so poor. Like I mean, we embarrassed ourselves on this show on Thursday saying how they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they should go and start off we with a couple of wins. We should beat ourselves up over this, I think. No, I think and more should... than enough. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> And I don't think... And also, uh, far bit for me to, to defend Alex McLeish unnecessarily... Um, someone made the point that in the Kazakhstan game, Alex McLeish himself had, I think, around the same amount of caps as all the players in that team put together. Mm. So they, they were an inexperienced team, but of course it was Kazakhstan. But I don't actually think, um, for whatever my knowledge of football is or isn't, from what I've seen over the years watching football, I don't think you can blame the manager for that. Mm. Against Kazakhstan, he's gonna he's gonna drill the players, he's gonna put the tactics in place, he's gonna start, go out and perform, and and they should have enough to beat them. I don't think I don't know how you feel, Marcus, but. A manager doesn't really affect whether you beat San Marino or Kazakhstan. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I, think, I just don't think it affects well, the game. I don't, that I don't much, think as much. Kazakhstan are as utter crap as as people are saying, you know. But I think again, it's the manner of it. The game was gone after ten minutes or whatever it was. Mm. That is it. And Scotland never looked likely to get back in it. And if you're playing against a side who are much weaker than you, and it's gone straight away, and the, and the, and the home side look as like they're having a lovely time. The, the manager's always going to take some flack because he's not inspired them. He's not done anything like that. But yeah, I, th- I think you have to, to look at the players. I mean, it's not as inspiring as, say, big Mick McCarthy for the Irish, who got a, a you know a clean sheet against Gibraltar in Group D. <laughs> he enjoyed it, didn't he? Three points. <laughs> what a horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> I hated every minute of it, playing against a team with nothing to lose and everything to game. And then he goes on to say, nothing of the game disappointed me or surprised me. A horrible game, but a great three points to start with. <laughs> when I saw that interview, the post-match interview, I thought, people are going to think we handed him a script. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say in the actual dressing room? That's I really I mean. wanted the post-match interviewer, Pete, to say to him, mate, why are you still doing this? <laughs> you don't enjoy it. Yeah, you've got enough money to do something else. Yeah. I'll take oh, it great. Easy. Another yeah. EastEnders episode. I hate this. <laughs> It's like people who listen to this show and they just slag us off or whatever. Just find, just find <laughs> it's something you do like. You know, we're, not, we're not making you listen. Like, Mick, no one's making you do this job. I think people would hate listening to the ramble and I imagine they do hate listening to the ramble and go, ah, it's rubbish. All of but, them. But all, all of them. them. Yeah. But but Mick McCarthy as the boss, he, there's not enough passion there to actually hate what he's doing. I he think... just doesn't enjoy it. It's like having a toenail removed. It's not particularly excruciating. It's just oh, hor- what? It's, just... it's horrible having a toenail. Oh, right, a removed. blackened toenail. It's rotten. Think of something else. Yeah, think of something else. Uh, getting your uh... having a vasectomy. Oh, what no, that's I... horrible as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting what, what one of those getting one of those um, those uh, shaves uh, in a Turkish barber's. Okay, but it's a little bit. Yeah, scary, but it's not terrible. A little bit scary, but it's not terrible. The prospect of it is worse than actually... Yes. Okay, yeah. What a horrible podcast. The dentist's clean. (laughs) I think Mick McCarthy, the only reason, the the grand sum total of why he took this job is because he was replacing, to an extent, Roy King. (laughs) Maybe. And just like, all right, the the thing that will make this worse for Roy King will be me replacing that thing. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, uh, it was was a 1-0 win. They faced Georgia at home on Tuesday evening, of Uh, course. Darren Randolph made a brilliant save, by the way, in that game. Tell you what, Roy Cipollina. I, I, I recognise that name. Yeah. That's what's great about international football. I recognise well, the Gibraltar two, There's two Cipollinas. They're brothers, right? Uh, Are they not brothers? Okay. I mean, if, if they've got the same surname and they're both from Gibraltar, there is a chance. <laughs> it's a chance. There is a big <laughs> chance. Well, well, um, I think it's Joseph Cipollina is the joint top scorer for, for Gibraltar with and two goals. Too, okay. Well, Roy could have joined him because he scored one and he was close and that was at nil-nil. Yeah. It was at nil-nil. <laughs> it was a crazy uh, atmosphere. You've got a plastic pitch or a fake pitch 
um, the wind was kicking up. Randolph was going on about how there was a plane <coughs> taking off just behind his yeah. goal or something like that. Yeah, I so that. you do not want to go one nil down in a game like that because everyone then starts going, "Oh crap!" Yeah, it starts um, panicking, starts jobbying themselves. But they did, <laughs> and they won one nil. So a great win for the Irish mm. once again. Take All it right. and move on. Take it and move on. After the break, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the WhatsApp group. See you in a minute. When I switched, there was cameras everywhere. Flash, flash, flash. Mate, it was amazing. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. The preview show, sponsored by Bet365, will be back on Thursday. Oh, our best oh, bet was so no, close. No, 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 I no. Know. I don't oh. like this. I would have rather just absolutely fallen out of it. Oh, the hat um, trick was, oh, it's no. never been close. Shout out to everyone on Twitter who's following it closely and sending updates through. And, yeah. and, and We were one goal short. We needed over two and a half goals in the Spain and the Italy game. Spain, it happened. Italy finished. 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. And Quagliarella came so close to delivering and it. And what a man it would have been. It would have been, been delicious. <laughs> oh my but, goodness. Uh, we need a new best better for Thursday because of that. Um, show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line. And I'll say what I always say when someone vacates the hot seat. Joshua Gibson, we hardly knew you. I know. What, what a great effort from Joshua Gibson. Yeah, shout Well out. played, sir. So close to being immortalised. But there we are. That's the fine line. Uh, let's talk about the Africa Cup of Nations very briefly. We mentioned Saida Berahino at the top of the show. Well, you're going to get him. He was involved as Burundi qualified for the first time ever to the Africa Cup of Nations. Get a load of Saido mm. on the right side of news for a change. <laughs> yeah, he's actually playing for someone. <laughs> it's great to see. They only needed a draw against Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's Gabon, who themselves needed a win, and they got that draw. So Aubameyang's not going to beat the Africa Cup of Nations, but Berahino is. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> hey, class is, coming for class is permanent. Um, and and Sardo's, I mean, Sardo's international career is, is one of, of, of intrigue because he's now 25, yep. of course. He's had difficult difficulties and we shouldn't make light of that sure. because we don't know the extent of But it's of great to see him through. involved in such a piece of history. England on the 16s, mm-hmm. England on the 17s, yeah. <laughs> England on the 18s. Yeah. He's made, let me just work this out. He's made, me all be moving, isn't it? He's made around 40-odd um, uh, appearances at, youth level for England sure. Burundi straight to Burundi you think, yeah. I'm not going to go and play for England now so I'm going to go and play for Burundi That's right. it's their gain isn't it it's yeah. their gain and uh, he's now taken them to a national tour- international tournament That's so great. good for him absolutely brilliant you're right though it's absolutely great to see some good news around a player who's lost his way for whatever mm-hmm. reason we don't know mm-hmm. we are sympathetic to that of course uh, it's a lot it's great of hype he had a few yeah. years ago of course place of his birth by the way Burundi as well. yeah oh absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah of course you just can't pick him can you there's no, got to exactly. be a link there's got to be a link exactly. and there is a strong link with, with, with Berahina so good luck to him Madagascar will make their first appearance at the Cup too, I along love with, seeing that yeah along with uh, Mauritania 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 yeah, yeah. so um, they're all there there's still places up for grabs if anyone fancies it <laughs> and 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 when does it start the African Cup of Nations markers it's June 21st right? of June yeah June okay it's, uh, it's in the summertime well the um, Our summertime. Northern Hemisphere summertime. Yeah. Uh, although it is in Egypt, so it shouldn't be too hot in Egypt during the summer, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, but yes, it's in Egypt. I mean, Egypt, they always win the African Nations, don't they? Apart from when, um, uh, what's his name? Our man, uh, Harv Renard, uh, yeah, has other ideas. Mauritania have done really well because they're in a group with Angola and Burkina Faso. Yeah, not easy. And Burkina Faso, obviously, we've seen them qualify before and, and they've done well. So it's good. What about Cameroon, eh? Managed by Clarence Seedorf. His assistant, Patrick Cliver. Come, Come on. on. Let's have a bit hey, of that. that is a lovely old job, Pete Donaldson. They've slipped into there without losing. They didn't concede a goal at home in the qualification. So you know watch I mean? out. They know how to defend. They yeah. know how to defend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the WhatsApp group. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? WhatsApp! For God's sake! Well, WhatsApp group, everybody, we start 
Luke Moore, with a Fort William update. I know. Um, Thousands of you tweeted up. Yeah, people are so into Fort William, particularly when they play the great... Keith. Keith. (laughs) How could you forget that? (laughs) So Fort William went up against Keith. Uh, on Saturday. <laughs> Literally just one-on-one. Yeah, and just to give you people an update, because I haven't done it for, for for a while, they're in the 18-team strong Highland League, of which Cove Rangers are top with 78 points, uh, battling out with Brewer Rangers and Fraserburg, who are not far behind them. Um, and you've got a couple of teams that you'd recognise in there from the, the mm-hmm. uh, Scottish Cup, so teams like Bucky Thistle, Deverin Vale, uh, and Keith themselves, of course. Who's recognising Devon Vale? Devon Vale, I always see them in the draw. Always see them, but they're firmly ensconced in mid-table, Marcus, as you'd, as you'd no doubt yeah, be. Yeah, uh, they're aware. middling to fair side. Um, Fort William have got minus seven points. They are oh, rock bottom. Um, does it, do either of you... I mean, I'll give you a little clue because they played Keith on Saturday and they lost 11-0. Mm. Keith himself, famously yep. Keith, who plays yeah. for Keith. I want to get him on the show, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He scored five of them. So Keith scored five <laughs> for Keith. Whole... So if, he, yeah. if they just played Keith himself, they would, they would have won they five. Lost five no, a hole, a hole's four. We said a glut was five. A glut was five. Pete, do you want to have a guess at what um, Fort Williams' goal difference is for this season in the Highland League? Uh, how many games have they played? Uh, they played 28 games. <laughs> 65. Minus 65. Minus 65. Okay. Yeah, I, I, no, I go, I go higher. I say minus 86. Minus 193. Oh, Bloody no. Nora. They've scored 17. Uh, and they've conceded 210 goals this season. I, I think if they score against you, you've got to leave the league. I, I'm, <laughs> 17, I, 17 I, times. I think that we should try and do some sort of episode where we go and play for them. Because I, I'm telling you now... Yeah, it can't be worse, can it? No one in this look, room... We're d- mm. Look, we're dreadful at football apart from the oh, Minus 210. No, <laughs> minus 193. They're an actual football team, We though. should go up there and say, right, you need a new back four, the four of us. Yeah, Pete, <laughs> put it in perspective. If you, Pete, you've Pete got and Jim, got, Jim fullbacks. If you've got a trap to Fort William now and played from this Saturday, it's not gonna make a difference. and they lose 15 nil. Oh, yeah, no one's going to notice. No one's going to notice, yeah. You might no get forward for a corner and pop up with one. I, th- I think we should be their back four for a game. I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. We get big show paving goal, our in man. The, in the in the foothills of Ben Nevis, oh, in Glen Nevis lovely. itself. We'd have a great weekend. Sounds chilly. Brilliant. I don't know if they would. Anyway, would. shout out to Fort William. They're not going to get relegated because I don't think you do get relegated from this division. Um, but yeah, they're on minus seven points, which isn't a great return, needless to say. Having said that, they've got three games in hand over second bottom lossy mouth. So if they win those three, they'll be on two points, just six points off the bottom. All right. Oh. So it's all, not all. It's, it's all to play for. Is, all there, to play for. is there anyone speaking of people getting beaten and everyone being sad about it? Uh, see, Montserrat uh, didn't manage the Gold Cup in the end. Oh, they, did they, they not? Got, they got beaten because there's there's five or six lads who like lived in like around like Wembley. Mm. And they went they, out. They, there. So they just went out yeah. there and like just threw their granddad. Sort of went. Oh, I think my granddad's from Montserrat as well. Oh, I think my granddad is. And then so it, it, like about five or six lads just went over and played, and they're like and they, they, they were on the they were on the cusp of getting in. What was the score? I don't. It'll be twelve nil. They, they yeah. got beaten. Though. Well, maybe Fort William should, should, William should get Colin Lee in goal. Oh, Nicaragua beat Barbados one 0 away from home, so oh, they, they took the last spot. That is a Never great mind. shame. Um, well, yeah, all our chat about Dicky Borthwick. Um, well, it's been announced in the papers that the oldest goalkeeper in Britain, Colin Lee, is still going strong. Seventy-nine years old, RAF veteran. Holds a position of secretary in eight of his local teams. I think he lives in Northampton, uh, but he's won awards for his community building exploits around football. So, a great man by the sounds of it. Uh, we don't know uh, what goes on in his private life, but from what we know from the papers, he seems like a good egg. Uh, currently plays most Saturdays in the same side as his son, Colin Jr., who's 50, and his grandson, Tom, who's 21. He doesn't actually look 79 either. He doesn't. Well, he said, 
I'm 80 in June and I've got no plans. Stop playing. I will play for as long as my body lets me. And of course, if I'm still picked for the team. Good attitude. Yes, exactly. It's a good attitude that keeps you going strong. No player is bigger than the team, Pete Donaldson. Can I, can I just say yeah. also that he played his first game uh, of football, organised game of football in 1949. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing I'm 37 I'm not even in contention Marcus so I wouldn't no. worry about that incredibly incredibly yes. uh, and we'll finish with uh, with Birmingham City being deducted nine points by the Football League for breaching yeah. profitability and st- sustainability rules um, I, I saw this headline I was like well that, that I mean that is bad and then immediately um, there was a little sub headline saying Harry Redknapp says it was nothing to do with me yeah Harry Redknapp said we bought in Isaac Vassell for a £1 million from Luton and he will be worth massive money in my opinion he was an absolute bargain but I can't even take credit for that because he was nothing to do with me to be truthful I don't think any of the signings were mine I was talk. I was taking John Ruddy on a free transfer from Norwich but instead they brought in David Stockdale from Brighton the director of football wasn't brought in by me either. Yeah. Good I people. don't think any of the signings were mine. No. No, that's what he says. We've got to take him on his take word. Take on his word. You've got David Stockdale's number. Give him a text. I have, actually. I I'll know text. what's going on. I, yeah. He won't remember who I am. Well, There's no Clinton Hill. <laughs> Birmingham City now five points above the relegation zone <laughs> in the championship with six games to play. Yeah. They could appeal the points deduction again at time of recording. That, that hasn't happened or yeah. anything like that. Um, it's never nice to see a team. I mean, I understand bad. why the punishments are in place, but it's never yeah. nice to see a team do that. Have to have to have to go through that, um, but yeah, yeah, there it is. Redknapp has not left his mark. No, apparently not. No, apparently not. All right, so we'll leave that one it's there. King of the jungle. Don't worry it about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, we genuinely feel sorry for Birmingham City fans, of course. But there we are. Do you remember when um, Harry Redknapp is a little one to end on? Here we go. When Harry Redknapp. This is what we can say. In the press, piping up about um, <laughs> about kids not playing on football pitches anymore, not getting outside, and kids not being active, while simultaneously advertising the Nintendo Wii with his family. <laughs> <laughs> you can play that outside. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Can you? Don't know. Nah. No. You're the, you're the video game expert, mate. If you've got an extension cable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. We're back on Thursday for the preview show, of course. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Thank you, listeners. See you on Thursday. This was a Radio Stakhano production. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.